0: All right, I'm going to go in the intro now. All right, hit it. You're listening to season two, episode nine of Hip Squared, American Fantastics Pop Culture Podcast, celebrating everything from the mainstream to the independent, weird, old, and local. Troy, how's it going?
1: I'm full of smoothie and feeling good. <laughs> full of smoothie? Yeah. Yeah, Sunergas has some great smoothies. Sonergos. Sonergos,
0: mm-hmm. our beloved local coffee shop um in Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, go to your local shops, man. It is. Go, Gotta go to your sports
1: realtor. Real yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was also like um. When I first started going there, that weird... Because I used to just call it scenarios.
1: S- Syner-
0: okay. That was like the original way I pronounced it, just because I never asked anybody. Oh!
1: I was like, is that what they called it at first, now, and then they
0: changed the name later? <laughs> I think now that's kind of like the agreed-upon saying, but... Yeah, it's one of those tomato-tomato situations, but... Um,
1: I love the idea of you could go into go into a place and go, uh... So this is Sunergos, right? And the employees are like... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I can't uh, rel- That's a nice name. We haven't heard that one before. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, I can't call it, what li- would it be like, Wendy's? Um, Wendy's? Yeah, like instead like, like of Wendy's. Oh, Wendice.
1: Uh What about, uh, I'm trying to think of other ones. McDonald's? McDonald's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, um, G- a lot of Jimmy
0: men. Jones, I don't
1: know. <laughs> Jimmy Jones,
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, yeah, Sonagis is really good, and I actually did speaking of Sonagis, um, I did a performance there. Oh really? Yeah, um, Halloween a few years ago for the Cottonwood Curse. Cool. And they let us do like um. Spooky stories The one The location of Woodland
1: Oh that's really neat Yeah
0: So there's another uh, American fantastic connection To mm-hmm. They have a
1: options. They have a really good Ethiopian blend coffee As well as uh, uh, Their blend B Is pretty good If you're just starting To get into coffee But mm-hmm. if you like Fruity coffee Coffees with a Chemex mm-hmm. Their Ethiopian blend Is top notch
0: mm-hmm. So now that we are uh, caffeinating your ears mm-hmm. um, <laughs> What did you uh, What did you bring to talk about today Troy? So
1: um, a few weeks ago I caught up on pretty much all of my podcasts And that meant that I had another one I could Throw on the plate um, And I was looking for one that was a story based Podcast I really like the Adventure Zone The D&D podcast uh, Produced by the McElroy Brothers <laughs> And um,
0: Back that, to our yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sorry McElroy McElroy Brothers Yeah Um, so I wanted another story podcast and I looked at, uh, started looking around and one of them that came up was this podcast called The Walk. Um, The Walk is a podcast named by, uh, made by, no, Naomi Alderman, Mm -hmm. uh, writer of a book called The Power. I don't know if you've heard of it. I hadn't. Um, this was her first, uh, content that I had heard of. So she
0: originally wrote books, and now she's writing a podcast.
1: Right. She wrote a podcast. podcast. I'm not sure it's still coming out with new episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, the, uh, podcast was branded as a immersive fiction podcast. And that, uh, essentially, here's how it goes. Um, you start off... Before I get too deep into it. Immersive fiction really drew Mm -hmm. me in. Because I was like, what what does that mean? It
0: kind of reminds me of um, if you had a really nice book and you were soaking in a bathtub. Right. That's immersive fiction in my imagination.
1: Well, I think of immersive (laughs) as in... (laughs) I think of immersive as in, like, um, uh, video games or, like, TV shows that, like, you can really, like, get pulled into the story and kind of lose focus of where you're at. So... I went into this thinking, it's like, okay, immersive fiction podcast, interesting concept. Let's see how it goes. So the story starts off, you are a uh, character in the story Okay. um, by the name of Walker. Um, And what's happened is you've been given a package and told that you need to deliver it to uh, Edinburgh. And um, right after you're given this package and told you need to deliver it, an EMP goes off in the train station you're in. And you have to run as terrorists start attacking this Whoa, train station. That is a
0: very remarkable, inciting incident. That is like and, the first ten minutes. Since you're saying you, does that mean the story is told in the second person? First person. First person. Oh, okay. So, so
1: everything that goes on in the story is things that you are listening to going on next oh, to you. Oh, I see
0: what you mean. So from the perspective of the listener, it's as if you're in the main character's It's mind, as if or, you
1: are the main character. It's if you are the main character. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to try and like get that across. as like you are... The character in this story, you okay. are a uh, person by the name of Walker, and it's it's also kind of implied that this is like a code name you're given okay. at the beginning. But this isn't a
0: choose your own adventure style situation. It's more okay. I'm sorry. I'm treading. To... <laughs>
1: it's not okay. Which is so that's that's one of my first things is that when I listened to this mm-hmm. I, or when I heard the concept of this, that was the first thing I thought was like, oh, so this is like, am I going to have to choose between episodes where I'm going? And mm-hmm. that's not what it is. Okay. Um. So pretty soon after, um this EMP goes off, you get a, um, a earring that is a, like, communicator. So every, all the power in the, uh, city around you has gone out, except for this communicator in your ear, which is still working. Um, so a person by the name of Charlie starts Mm -hmm. talking to you. Okay. Uh, Charlie is this character that, uh, is living in Geneva, but is kind of your contact and you're, uh, trying to help you along the way out of this city and to get you to Edinburgh okay so um pretty soon in the story you meet up with a few other characters one of them is a reporter um you meet up with uh another character that's trying to deliver a package similar to you so so
0: you just know that the main character needs to bring a package to you it's part of the mystery what the heck is in this package right okay. so
1: part of it is what's in this package um, why are all of these terrorists uh, attacking me? Uh, okay. These terrorists by the name of The Burn are trying. Ooh, wow. trying yeah, very menacing, right? <laughs> it's not very menacing. Um, why are they all trying to come after me, attack me, like get me to, or what is like going on around me? Because you're, you're dropped, like you're dropped right into this plot line and it's a very intense plot line. Um, and then it quickly, like after you get out of the city, you need to go through a military checkpoint and, and then it, it kind of peters off and it's not really sure what to do there because now like you're walking for multiple episodes so different things start coming up throughout the story hence the title of the walk the walk um mm-hmm. so it's called the walk because like you are you and your characters are walking with
0: yeah you. it seems like a, a neat story structure because usually you think of um a narrative introducing a few characters mm-hmm. and then having a little bit of conflict and then that eventually ramping up into some sort of a climax but it almost seems like there's like an immediate, intense, mm-hmm. uh, climactic I, event, and then it sort of
1: like levels out a little bit, like right. after you. Well, up. and it tries to keep building on that, and mm-hmm. it'll keep building up to new points. Um, so you do get these like many arcs in the story where you where something goes on, and then you have to like work through that. Or uh, and how they tend to introduce that is uh, you'll get to a different location, or you'll run into a different group of people, and how you work through that. So without spoiling it too much. Um, at one point, you get uh, you and your compatriots get captured, and like how you resolve going through that okay. is a part of the story. So, uh, in concept, the idea is really cool, right? Like mm-hmm. you're actually in this story, um, you're listening to it, and it, an application, it doesn't work as well as you want it to. Yeah. because the big thing that you you quickly realize, and there's a couple points where it's um there's a couple points where it hit me really hard. It just if you're the only person walking, mm-hmm. so you don't have any compatriots with you, it's just Charlie. So is it just
0: his... Uh, so it's like you have this one person to talk to that's not even physically there. Mm-hmm. So that would be how the dialogue itself is structured. Is there, right.
1: is there a lot of inner monologue? Of... You're missing something. Okay. <laughs> so I, I see what you're going at. It's like, oh, yeah. you have that one person there. You're going to mm-hmm. be talking with them. So since this is a... First person story They can never assume You're saying anything Okay So your character Doesn't say a word Through the whole series Oh I see Yeah So you're Link You Mm -hmm. can't You can't say anything Which means Not that you have An inner monologue But people monologue to you Okay Which kind of feels obnoxious Yeah It it happens (laughs) a couple times In the story uh, there's one time where Charlie, uh, since she's in your ear all the time and like, if there's no one else around, she'll just be talking to you and telling you about her, your, her problems. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of times where I was like, you know, this would be like if one of, if somebody else I knew was like telling me all their problems I just really didn't care about them. Yeah. <laughs> well, it seems like I could
0: kind of see that as a concept of you can tell all of your worries and cares to somebody who's kind of a captive audience and is going to keep listening and not say anything back to you but it also seems to like a shortcut for the narrative and almost like if it's not interesting and engaging to the audience then it kind of comes across as filler Almost,
1: Yeah it comes I mean you have a lot of and it's it comes across almost as uh, just like content dumps it's like oh we need to get you this backstory mm-hmm. here's a great time to do it yeah. uh, now they do a, uh, a couple of things that are really nice so like if, if there are just really long walks where nothing's happening they'll like play a little sci-fi music and they'll skip you through it yeah um, mm-hmm which happens a couple times where it's just like, okay, there's no real need to um, like have anything go along here, so we'll skip you past this part, move along to the next interesting point. Um, the There are a couple characters in it that are kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, Lawrence is one of them in particular. He's this uh, kind of like uh, grad student trying to make it in the world. He's uh, He's gone on this trip because... Um, his professor told him he'd hook him up with a girl if he if he <laughs> went on it. So, like, he's kind of this interesting character that's, yeah. like, pretty
0: smart. You better be careful with this girl or else he might get the burn. Oh. <laughs> dab, dab, dab. I kept waiting for it because when he immediately said the name of this terrorist group, I thought that's a really intriguing name, but then there's all these, like, um... I don't know 12th grade boy connotations that could go along with it but, <laughs> So I just wanna go off track. So Lawrence gets set up with this girl yeah so like
1: the, he's got an interesting like idea behind this character and it it like it kind of goes along but um, and this this is this is where I got to the point with the story is because like you're in this really interesting uh, situation where you're stuck with all these people and you have to get along with them which means you can, like, you can really delve into backstories. Like, if they have an interesting life, you can dig into that. But, like, two to three of these characters yeah. are just so forgettable and so uninteresting.
0: So it's it's kind of like they try to establish them as having some kind of rich history, but then when you actually delve into it, it's just kind of like, are they just, like, everyday...
1: Yeah, they're, like, everyday people. Nothing and, remarkable. Yeah, which, is, which would be, like, fine if, like... It's, I don't know, they had something in the background. It sounds like the
0: author maybe is trying to get people to relate to them or uh, see them as, as, as regular people, but I mean, then it's... if they're not interesting enough.
1: Right, well, well okay. So here, here's, here's my problem. Sure, you can have them be regular people. Not in my immersive fantasy fiction podcast. Yeah. Like in my immersive fantasy fiction podcast where the world is ending, I want like characters. I want like backstory. I want to feel involved in, in this world. Yeah. I don't want to hear about some Like one of the characters is literally, she spends her time on the computer all day. That's her, <laughs> that's her character yeah and it's like <sighs> i can
0: see people leading monday lives if at least they have really interesting personalities or there's some strange quirk about them but if it's yeah. just kind of like this is what they do and there's nothing that
1: kind of right and that's like it. again this is this is where i got with the podcast so uh, I'll, I'll also i'll pause here i listened to about half of the, half of the series there's right now 31 or 32 episodes out and i got to about episode 15 and i put yeah. it down I, I kept getting to points where I would be listening. Like, I'd be listening. I want to get... Because it's got this intriguing story of, like, uh, espionage, intrigue. There's two different groups. Who's really on what side? There's a traitor in there. Like, it's got all these really cool overlapping ideas. But, like, you, when you hit these character points, you just... Oh, okay, mm-hmm. am I going to be listening to this for the next, like, five to ten That's, minutes? it's
0: like I'm... Like a season of TV where there's certain episodes that you would want to skip. And then you also know that if you do that, you're going to miss out on plot points. They're going to be more important later.
1: Right, right. Like there's, there's, and this is one of the things that I, I needed to talk about it because the show frustrated me more than anything else. I wanted to enjoy it. It was a really interesting concept to be a first person podcast story. And they just, I feel like they drop the ball so hard.
0: Well, I think sometimes, too, when artists are pushing the boundaries of what's possible in a new medium, like Mm -hmm. podcasts, you can kind of do some things well, but then other things are poorly executed. And then Mm -hmm. either that artist or some other artist can kind of pick up on on what's been established and, and then build off that too.
1: Right. I just hope that it didn't get dropped here. Like this idea didn't get dropped as like, well, we tried it once. It didn't work. So and we're never going to try another one again. One
0: thing I, um, cause I really do like narrative podcasts. There's a few that I really like to listen to. Um, but I think of their roots as in the radio dramas of the thirties mm-hmm. and forties, because those kind of establish the mold of um having sound effects, mm-hmm. telling the entire story through mm-hmm. words and dialogue and just really – and having that serial feel to this week on The Shadow.
1: Right. And, and this has that. Like, this mm-hmm. has – the production quality on this is fantastic. Is, is the sound,
0: the like, sound really is, immersive? Like, the sound is super immersive. Like did they do the thing where it's like somebody's running after you, and, like, you hear them on the right side of your ear, mm-hmm. and then you hear them on the left side of your ear. Or like, mm-hmm. a train will go. Or People are like, super far
1: away. Yeah. There uh, there's one thing I was just listening to where, like, you're talking with somebody, and you're this really – like – in-depth conversation, and then at one point somebody yells you, hey, you're you're walking into a swamp, you need to stop. And that's when you pick up, like, oh, there's been this, like, <laughs> sound going on in the background that yeah. I didn't even notice until now because they built it up so slowly. Like, they do a lot of the um, the foley effects, um, those sound effects, they're really cool. They cover a lot of dialogue, like, some of the dialogue is really interesting. Um, I wouldn't say... Um, it really makes you think. There's, there's some that they they try and make you like think about issues, and they kind of push it at mm-hmm. you. And I don't know if they really so, pull it off there. But and you said this
0: entire uh, narrative is written by one person.
1: Um, I know it's produced. It's produced by Naomi Alderman. I don't I know heard. if it's written by her. I mean. If it's written, if it's multiple writers, this, it probably is multiple writers. That's
0: one of the thing I'm kind of wondering too—is if they needed somebody to be a stronger editor or it could be one of those things where if there are multiple writers, maybe everyone wants kind of like push and include their ideas and it's almost like too many uh, cooks ruin the sauce sort of I, situation. But... I
1: mean, I could see that. Um, so um, yeah, that, well, there's like, there's a few really good characters. Um, there's a um, really interesting character by the name of Stanton, who is this like military woman, like general that kind of guides you through and leads you through the uh and like does all the military stuff. Like at some points you um you're defending a house uh from being attacked and she's like, All right, we need to have guards here and here, and you need to do this and stuff like She's one of the most interesting characters in it.
0: Are there action scenes included? It's mm-hmm. At least like, okay, so, like, cool sound effects, and then you kind yeah. of hear from what people are seeing what's going on, and you imagine it.
1: Right. Like I it. said, there's that. There, uh, They do, like, they do the sound effects really well, and I I, I know I've been, like, kind of, kind of going off on this, like, right. I have this issue and this yeah. issue, but I think part of it is just because the concept is so cool. Mm. I was really, I really wanted them to do, do you, something more.
0: Do you expect that eventually you will finish this, or is this going to kind of be a book that, is really big that you have to kind of just drop halfway through.
1: I think I'm going to have to drop it halfway through. Like it, it, it did. The problem was, is it kept having this scene. It did one scene where, um, one of the characters killed somebody. And, um, it's, it's kind of weird because multiple characters had been killed throughout already. Like characters Mm -hmm. like you didn't necessarily know. Um, but now like another, like one of the characters, you know, killed somebody and, she will not drop it. Okay. <laughs> which, like, I I get from a like a humanistic point of view. Um, I just didn't care. Yeah. Like there was like she she's telling me about like oh the the stress like this weight on my shoulders the the thought about this it's just like I really don't care just really believers.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. <sighs> well, I would like to. Recommend a few narrative podcasts, um,
1: right? And and yeah, again, not to say it was it was a great idea, it was a great concept. I wish it had been done better, but okay. I'm sure there are other narrative podcasts sure. out there. Go ahead. <laughs> so
0: um, one of the reasons I asked you about the action scenes is because I thought that was something that Wal- the Wal- Wolverine, the Long Night, mm-hmm. um, that I talked about a few episodes, did fairly well. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was frustrating about that was as Wolverine being the title character, I had a very few action scenes in it, but I thought the ones that did were done fairly well. Um, that's one I would recommend. There's a couple I would recommend um, even stronger. There's a BBC production of the Odyssey mm. that I mentioned in season one. It's really well done. Um, if you're familiar with the Odyssey, it tells that entire story, but it does it in a really engaging way. And there's lots of characters, of course, because it is the Odyssey, but um, it's one of the greatest stories in human history so Mm -hmm. it's kind of like they're starting with a really good um subject to work with i thought that one was really well done and um one there's two more (laughs) i know i'm kind of like firing these off but um the next one i wanted to talk just a little bit about is called tumen bay okay and that one is about medieval egypt and uh, the slave trade that happens there and, and kind of like the overlapping lives of the some of the slaves and some of the nobility. Hmm. And it's some people have described it as akin to Game of Thrones a little bit. Oh. It has some sex and violence and that's really good. And then the one that's um, being released still that I like a lot is called Mission to
1: Zix. Oh, yeah, that's the one that that was advertised on the... um, Maximum Fun. Max Fun, yeah. It just just
0: joined the Maximum Fun Network.
1: And it is a
0: comedy sci-fi podcast. And it has a story, but the actual dialogue is improvised. Okay. And it has really good sound design, too. So there's um, Bargy is a ship who kind of has like an old lady's voice. But they, they do something to the effects of her voice to make it sound... Like you would imagine a spaceship talking, and there's a droid character who's the same way, so they add all these extra layers on. But that was the one I would wholeheartedly recommend. And, um, there's like each episode has a guest star with the comedian guest star, mm-hmm. so those are the ones. Um, hmm. if if you like the walk or if you're kind of like frustrated a little bit by that, um, check those out. Check those out. So that's Wolverine the Long Night, *Human Bay, um, The Odyssey by the BBC, and Mission to Zix. But, um
1: yeah. So those are just a
0: few if you if you do like that form and you kind of want to explore it a little bit more, those mm-hmm. are ones I would recommend.
1: I'd keep an eye out for I'm gonna keep an eye out for other um, shows in the same idea. I'm I I don't know if a first person podcast is possible. I wanna see at least one other person try it because mm-hmm. the idea of not being able to speak for your character is kind of frustrating. Yeah. So I, th-
0: I think it would be neat to have a first person podcast. Pod, narrative podcast where you actually are just in the mind of one character the mm-hmm. entire time i think that see, would be
1: that, that that would be interesting where it's like you're following it all mm-hmm. from their perspective think, only and
0: yeah i think it's if they if you can't talk then it should be one of those sort of like jabberwock situations like on netflix where you do get to choose something i think that would make yeah it, like give you some
1: agency um did you see there's a new um uh what's it called netflix picture your Own adventure oh i didn't yes it's uh you vs wild Okay. You uh, and Bear Grylls go on an adventure, and you tell Bear Grylls <laughs> what, what he's going to do. That's
0: neat. I, I hope that's kind of like Oregon Trail, and if you pick the wrong thing, maybe Bear will die. I know. <laughs> so
1: so I've done two episodes, yeah. and I screwed up one of them where he didn't finish his mission, but he didn't die. I, I do kind of want to play until I accidentally kill Bear Grylls, though. I think that would be fun. You should.
0: I think you should uh, kill Bear Grylls, and that could be the... Um, the Maybe that'll be the name of season two, and that's the goal. I was going
1: to say, that kind of sounds like a band name,
0: (laughs) doesn't it? Kill Bear Girls. A little bit. (laughs) Um, Speaking of podcasts, uh, going from the narrative side, uh, we're going to open a portal and step into the paranormal. Oh, fun. Um, There are a couple of really good paranormal-themed podcasts. Um, So... The first one I'm going to talk about is Mysterious Universe. It's an Australian podcast, started okay. in 2006. Uh, there's two hosts, Benjamin Grundy and Aaron Wright. They're both fairly young, um, about my age, I, I, I guess, think. Uh, it's, good,
1: it's good to see that you still think you're fairly young. Well, yeah. They're in their <laughs> early 30s. So, okay.
0: I mean, all things relative. Um, but what these podcasts do is they'll take a certain paranormal subject and delve really deep into it. They will explain what a certain phenomenon or a certain subject means, and then they'll go into multiple examples of that. So it's a little tricky to kind of explain exactly what it feels like to listen to one, (laughs) but I am certainly going to do my best. Okay. So what Ben and Aaron do... um, is they they'll take a subject and then they'll they'll inject their personalities and how they talk about it. So they're very funny. Um they are a little I could say they kind of have a like a darker sense of humor sometimes. Sure. Um they they like to kind of like tease each other or make fun of the and I don't want to say like in a mean way, but more of a like a taking the piss kind of way, like yeah, where it's sure. like you're just kind of like yeah, busting people's chops. Mm-hmm. And they they do have a little bit. Um, even though they're paranormal themed, they're not just completely open minded and will believe
1: anything. So they're skeptics.
0: Yes, I would say skeptics. Okay. They're not debunkers, mm-hmm. um, which are, which are people that really don't believe in any kind of paranormal, supernatural phenomenon. And just, mm-hmm. but they're they're skeptical, but they are also very open minded too. Okay. And they a lot a lot of the pattern of the show is they'll get a book. And the book will be about uh, one specific subject or the other. And then there's two kinds of shows that they do. One is it'll be a certain phenomenon. So it could be something like um, UFO abductions where people are having um, dreams about Um, vaguely sexual things happening to them. So if they're men, maybe their sperm are getting taken, or if they're women, their eggs are getting taken. And so they will tell those kinds of stories, um, multiple examples over and over, and then they'll kind of flesh out like a theme of it or Mm -hmm. a pattern. Um, And then, so that's one kind of way they tell the story. The Hmm. other way they'll tell a story is they will focus on one specific individual or... um, And this is the more narrative episodes where they'll follow a certain... Like one single person who's had a bunch of abduction encounters, oh, okay. and kind of explain um, all the things that have happened to them. So maybe this person got abducted, and they had these certain kinds of experiences that they remember on the ship, and then maybe they were visited by strange um, military people afterward, or people that presented themselves as military and told not to discuss it. And then they, you know, uh, later on in their life, maybe they they had like a like. Experiences that reminded him of the trauma and were finally able to remember. It. It's those kinds of stories told over and over and over again. Okay. Um, but each episode, they'll pick a specific subject and really dig their claws into it.
1: Okay. Yeah. It sounds like they got really specific with the one that you mentioned. Like, what are what, like? How specific can you get? <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that's the thing. So a lot of what's ha- what happens is that somebody will publish. A kind of obscure um, account, either about themselves oh. or like, and then their own stories. Or okay. it'll be an investigator that's talking about a specific phenomenon or mm-hmm. event that's happened, and will um, will explain it in like really detailed ways and in like really investigative ways. Mm-hmm. And then what Ben and Ben and Aaron will do, well, they'll they'll we'll retell the stories, but then they'll also kind of inject their own personalities into it. So make jokes about it. They'll do voices. Mm-hmm. Um, like the one that they just released, it was about a woman. Okay, this is a really strange story. But uh, she... Yeah, I'm sure they all are. <laughs> <laughs> but this was, um, so, it was a story about a woman that was abducted by these people that claimed to be Venusians. Okay. So, people from the planet Venus. Sure. There we go. Okay, and then... I was like, people from Venice? Weird. Venus. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah they, they got her in the gondola and they took her... <laughs> no. So... She was abducted um in the nineteen fifties and it's a really awful story. I'm not gonna go into the specific details that they did, but basically the reason that they took them and um and when I say Venusians, like they, they said they were from Venus, but they looked kind of like Greek gods, like men. Mm. just like six and a half feet tall, blonde, bronze skin. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So like seventy-five percent of your characteristics destroyed, but <laughs> um, <laughs> But the reason they told her and they explained why they abducted her was because there were, um, they lost all of their women on the mission that they oh, were on. Oh, okay. So <laughs> they basically abducted her and raped her, and it's awful and horrible. Hmm. But the way that the person who wrote it wrote it was like in this weird kind of like pulp, almost erotic flavor. What's like my milky white thighs and things like that. And like, mm. um, yeah, like very disturbing mm. and unsettling. So... Yeah, that's a, that's definitely an mm, oh, mm yeah. no, not so, an mm. Exactly. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. Yeah, exactly. So it's like a really awful story, but then what Ben and Aaron no! did... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what Ben and Aaron did is they investigated this, and then the twist is a lot of the details were um, actually taken from, like, specific abduction cases, but the person who wrote the book, um, or wrote this story that appeared in a specific book... Mm-hmm. Um, was himself a pulp, like erotic writer from the 50s. So he basically <laughs> took this premise and turned it into one of these kind of like trashy, oh. um, like semi pornographic stories. Okay. And then, um, and, and so it's just like, okay, so that's just like a, ver- like, that's a version of one of the kinds of stories they would tell. Okay. And they, and like, so, and the, so they'll kind of like set it all up as this woman writing it herself. But then they kind of deliver that at the end. is like, oh, and this is what this, um, there'll be like different research organizations that they talk so about. So yeah. it's the
1: end of podcast turnaround. Exactly. Do they always have it or is it No, like, this okay. is just
0: every once in a while Then, then th- that these things will happen. sometimes it's very much like straight through, like, mm-hmm. um, and and what I would like to say, too, and I, I hope I'm doing an okay of this job myself, but even though they kind of joke throughout it, they're like, this is horrible, this is awful, like that this kind of thing would happen to anybody. Um, but at the same time, like the the premise is so ridiculous. And like they, <laughs> the way it's presented, and, and so it's kind of like they have a little bit of fun um, here and there throughout, even though like sometimes when they do talk about like really dark things, they kind of almost stay away from some of that. But it's Part of the flavor of the show is them injecting their personalities into it and, like, making jokes to break the tension. <laughs> That's our producer um, accidentally pressing the wrong button as he's swiping through his soundboard.
1: Well, happens. But, um... I thought you were just uh, telling the truth to the world and we had to censor that out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe it was uh,
0: the government Maybe sure we censor some things. Okay, so that was a story that I heard today, and it was just kind of off the top of my head. I didn't want to talk about a few more topics uh, just that they cover. So mm-hmm. these are examples. Um So one thing that they talk about a lot is men in black. Oh, nice. So, Troy, give me your conception of who the men in black are, what Um, you know from pop culture.
1: Men in black are, let's see, it's Will Smith and, is it, it's not Kevin Spacey, it's... uh, It's
0: it's (laughs) that guy with three names that was in The Fugitive...
1: Oh, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, yes. Uh, No, it's the um, government organization that's underground and stopping the world from ending from alien causes all the time.
0: Okay, exactly. So, that's how it's been presented in pop culture recently from the Men in Black movie.
1: Right, which they are coming out with a new one they are yeah they're yeah. coming out with a new, new Men in Black is it gonna be Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones? Is it's a new, new actors and I can't remember who it is okay
0: intriguing it's, yeah it's probably maybe another of the too soon reboots but so so the real okay the real Men in Black yes. at least as far as they're presented in the, um, this UFO literature mm-hmm. I am finally gonna cite a specific text that they go to an author Because they have their favorites. Um, John Keel is a major one. Mm -hmm. He wrote a book called The Mothman Prophecies, which um, was turned into a 2002 movie with Richard Gere that Mm -hmm. some people might be familiar with. But what what the real Men in Black are about, so if you have a UFO contact or abduction, Mm -hmm. the difference is a contact is kind of like you see it in the sky, Mm -hmm. you witness it. An abduction is like you're actually taken aboard the craft, either in a dream or... um, physically, sure. these people um, will come sometimes come to your door or encounter you in your regular life and they might ask you questions about if you had an abduction or they might um, warn you a little bit not to talk about it. Mm-hmm. They also seem to be people that there's something off about them. So one example is one went into a restaurant and didn't know, like ordered a steak, but didn't know how to eat it. And the waitress had to cut it up for them. And then he just sort of, like, ate, devoured it like a wild animal. Um, certain men in black really like salt. <laughs> and so they'll ask for a bunch of salt and just consume copious amounts why of it. Why does this sound familiar? The, okay. Another strange thing is that they often have um, bug eyes. So, like, mm-hmm. their eyes will stick well, out. Well, that's of why the they room. wear sunglasses. Exactly. <laughs> 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 and... Um, it, so there's like these really weird things about them. And, and so they may that might be an episode would be, you know, going through all this men in black phenomenon or one person who had a bunch of men in black encounters and kind of mm-hmm. going over it and over it. Um, another one that's a really common kind of subject is Nazi ties to the occult <laughs> and like their search for paranormal based super weapons. And, and like I said before, of course, the Nazis were awful awful part of human history and, and, and an immense tragedy and they do address that but they also get into like the weird stuff that they were into hmm. because as they got more and more desperate toward the end of World War II they were willing to try more and more strange things. Hmm. No
1: uh, buggers.
0: No <laughs> oh, buggers to the Nazis. Oh, buggers to the Nazis, exactly. Um, and so th- there are certain ones like uh, the Spear of Destiny was a... Um, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: That w- uh, that's the uh, spear that was thrust into Jesus. Exactly. And isn't is that part of Indiana Jones it's, lore? Do they talk about that at all? Well, the, the, the Raiders of the
0: Lost Ark is the Indiana Jones lore. Yeah. Uh, it might be... I think the third one is about the Holy Grail. I don't know what the temple doom okay. is about, but... I,
1: it's not that, but... There is a
0: Wolfenstein game called mm-hmm. Sphere of Destiny, which also, mm. you know, Nazi sci-fi kind of thing. Sure. Um, and the, but there's, like, real life... And I, when I say real life, I mean, like, documented... Um, Things that the Nazis developed and studied that the United States used mm-hmm. after the war. Sure. So Operation Paperclip was taking Nazi scientists and then bringing them to the U.S. Mm-hmm. and getting them involved in our... Um,
1: Manhattan Project. Well, like the astronomy yeah. program. Oh, yes. Because the Manhattan
0: Project was before the end of World War II, but... Right.
1: The rocket development. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because mm-hmm. the Nazis developed the V-2 rockets mm-hmm. and... Um, Werner von Braun was a scientist that was really influential on NASA. Mm -hmm. Um, The Soviets did the same kind of thing. Oh, yeah. We split them up. We took whoever we could grab. Exactly. So that's another um, kind of common subject. Um, Cryptozoology is another big one that they get into. Things about uh, people having Bigfoot encounters. Oh, sure. Yeah. And there's... And I wouldn't have known this because, like, my conception of Bigfoot first started with the movie Harry and the Hendersons, (laughs) which is, like, a John Lithgow movie where basically a guy hits um, Sasquatch in a car and then they kind of take him home (laughs) and sort of, like, a very troublesome pet. But um, the way they characterize Bigfoot is kind of, like, this big bumbling goof. Mm -hmm. And I have, like, a Sasquatch voice and, like, oh! (laughs) Oh, (laughs) One of those kinds of things. like, um, And... Yeah, so it, that's neat too. A lot of the Bigfoot stories are a little bit lighthearted, right? Um, and then the last big theme that they get into that I'll that I'll talk about a little bit is how the paranormal phenomenon kind of follows patterns mm-hmm. and establishes really um, I don't want to say like kind of like rules, mm-hmm. like things that will happen over and over that are very similar to each other. Sure. Uh, one of the things that's neat about UFO lore is that it also has a lot of overlaps with um, fairy folklore. Um, From more ancient times, like people losing a lot of time. Like uh, when you think of like Rip Van Winkle and those kinds of legends, so like people could be missing for, you know, it it feels like to them maybe just a few minutes, but then they've been missing for months. Or Mm -hmm. um, there's also things like um, being taken to what feels like another world, um, strange lights Mm. in the sky. Yeah. um, Just weird things where it's like, why are these patterns? Happening over and over, but they just seem cloaked in a different.
1: Is that a are those patterns? Things you can follow through the episodes if you've been listening to a lot of them. You're like, oh, this is where the Mm -hmm. this part comes in, and And the more
0: the more you listen, they're almost like tropes, kind of. Yeah, okay, but it's all. And so the other thing too is that, um, and they recognize when things are really silly or implausible. They call it hot chaff. Okay, nice. (laughs) Um, But they they get into all these like really weird uh, things sometimes. And there are things too that kind of grate on me about them. I, mean, I love this is my favorite podcast. If I had to pick a favorite, this would be it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few things that they do that kind of grate on me a little bit. Like they definitely make fun of New Age people a lot, which okay. I understand. But at the it's same so time, and it's, so it, it's so easy. And it's so fun. It's so easy. It's so fun. But like, there's certain things that I wish they would kind of like take more seriously. That I guess sometimes they get into. But like the idea of crystals and mm-hmm. uh, healing things and like those kind of energies. And then the other thing they do. And this kind of is just like a reflection of their personality, but they're not quite as culturally sensitive as they wish they could be sometimes. Okay. And they definitely acknowledge uh, when they are being like politically, I don't want to say politically incorrect, kind of. Um, When they're being... I guess what... When they're serious, they always say, like, this is, uh, like, what we really believe about this, and, like, this is horrible. Sure. But then every once in a while, you'll have the casual use of retarded or uh, things like that when you're just like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. That you wish weren't in there. But um, And there's two white guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, And they're not bro but they're definitely, like, very straight, very... Um, so I think sometimes they just don't recognize necessarily. But at the same time, I mean, it's kind of, like, for... Two straight white guys. I think they do a fairly good enough job. Like mm-hmm. they, uh, you wish they could be better. I wish they were like ten percent more woke. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, get woke, bro. Exactly. If you if this sounds neat to you, you can get on the free feed to see if you'd like it. Um, episodes come out every Friday. <coughs> mm-hmm. Oops. <laughs> oh, Party's up. Later. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, there's also a paid feed, so if you really like it, there's a plus membership where they. We'll release an extra episode every week. Um, there's also extensions on the end of their free
1: shows. Oh, nice! Okay. So
0: that's kind of like if you really want to get a lot more content. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: that's how I listen to Th- that's it. That's how yeah. you get all the, like the super secret yeah. stuff that they well, didn't actually tell you. Exactly,
0: and a lot of like the more I guess like intense stories or like weird stories mm-hmm. will be in those plus extensions or plus episodes. Actually, gotcha. that was my Christmas present from our mom that Aww. I asked for is helping me pay for. My plus membership for the year. Nice. Um, So that is the, if you want something that's a little milder and palatable to, that anybody could listen to. Like, Mm -hmm. um, speaking of mom, like a podcast I would listen to with her. There's another one called Astonishing Legends. Okay. This is an American podcast. It's by two people that I think are... They. When I say older, they're probably in their early to mid-50s, I would guess. Okay. I think, I think my friend listed this podcast, really? so I think I know what it's about. Yeah, Go it's ahead. two hosts, Scott Philbrook and Forrest Burgess, and they will talk about paranormal phenomenon too, but oh. what their approach is, is they will, they will pick a subject and... Do an exhaustive investigation in terms of like the research that's happened, what people have said about it. Mm -hmm. And they'll a lot of times do multi part episodes. Okay, sure. And they're like not crude at all. They're like a lot more genial. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people have described them as the click and clack of Esoterica. Okay. So, like friendly (laughs) adults. Yeah, they're like friendly (laughs) uncles or dads, kind of. And they have cool personalities, too. And they play off each other well. They complement each other. Sure. Um, But that's a... And and they're inspired by shows like Unsolved Mysteries Mm. and things like that. And um, beyond just paranormal stuff, they also do some
1: historical episodes. Like, they got really into Amelia Earhart. Okay. And did a series on her. Okay. See, okay. My friend was listening to another podcast, which sounds similar in concept, but it wasn't about paranormal. It was just basic history. It was just, like, history like... Things that happened in history that you probably didn't know about, okay. and they get super in depth on it for multiple episodes. I don't know if it was the same guys or someone else, but
0: I think it was probably someone else because they, yeah. I don't think these guys would have time to do anything else <laughs> <laughs> except for
1: this one. Fair um, enough.
0: Um, they also do some primary research, which Mysterious Universe doesn't do, but they'll okay. go and um, they've gone into haunted houses and recorded things. Mm. One had a really intense. Um, encounter with an EVP, which is electronic voice phenomenon, where you okay. basically have like a certain recorder and it picks up noises. Mm-hmm. He had like a really intense emotional reaction in this haunted house where he felt like something was telling him to get out kind of thing. Mm. And then there was actual like um, like audio that sounded like somebody like roaring and angry. And hmm. it's neat. That's one is the Sally House arc. Um, they also did a really good one about black-eyed kids. Hmm. Which are strange, like, little kids that'll knock on your door, and they have black eyes and no pupils or whites of their eyes.
1: Oh. And
0: don't ever let them in kind of thing. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> that sounds really
1: creepy. <laughs> yeah. <It's> actually...
0: <laughs> um, and I know, I I feel like I've kind of crammed in uh, maybe too much talking about these two shows at the same time. I know there's, like, a lot of paranormal phenomenon I've kind of mentioned and, and not gotten to go into good depth myself, but... That's the reason you listen to these shows because they actually give you the time to unpack it. Yeah, um,
1: sure. Yeah, We're here to tell you about these shows so you can check them out, exactly. not to tell you exactly yeah. what happens in the shows. Exactly.
0: You, you couldn't explain um, every little thing. But I will say that on a serious note, like, they have influenced my spirituality, my conception of the universe at large, <laughs> uh, the cosmos in general, just kind of like ideas they get into, like... Uh, that there's much more to the universe than you can see or um, feel. They are, um, especially in Mysterious Universe, they're against the concept of materialism, which is like the idea that every single phenomenon or experience that actually truly exists can be boiled down to a physical thing. Mm -hmm. So like um, a lot of like, they would disagree with hardcore atheists who only believe in science and like they think of that as sort of this destructive... um, force that, like, separates some people from their spirits, but they're not, like, religious of themselves. Right. They're just saying keep your mind open. Yeah, exactly. And so, it's definitely influenced how I look at the world. Um, And then the last thing I'll say as I begin to wrap up, they they kind of warn you about, like, not to play with fire. So, things like Ouija boards or things that kind of, like, leave you open to negative spirits or presences. And Mm -hmm. um, I know that kind of sounds hokey, but If anybody wants to get any sort of, like, spiritual practice or, like, occultism or any kind of, like, witchcraft, and it's definitely neat to, like, research that stuff. And I think some of it can be benevolent, like, tarot readings and things like that. But then there's also this darker side where if you're not careful, like, it's definitely playing with fire, so... Right. Anyway.
1: <laughs> I got you, man.
0: Wow. Yeah. Super
1: ominous. Super ominous. Um, but, yeah, that's... I, th- I could have swore you were playing ominous music in the background, but it might <laughs> have just been what's going on outside. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think we always hear some some kind of, like, added sound effects from going on upstairs. Yeah. Um, but, it's
1: the ghost knocking around it's, yeah, it's fine
0: the, it's the ghost it's the ghost of my of my wife Kelly um, I don't know poking around upstairs <laughs> um but I did want to start wrapping up yeah we I know went we've gone on today. for a little long but um that's okay we had a lot to talk about for right. each one. Um, But I did want to thank everybody so much for listening to Hip Squared. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you'd like to check out more audio content from American Fantastic, you can go to AmericanFantastic.com. All the episodes of Hip Squared are there, all the episodes of the American Fantastic Radio Hour. You can also now subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you rate and review us, we would love you very much. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can also share this show with a friend, uh, tell somebody else about it. You can uh, like American Fantastic on Facebook. That's when uh, the episodes are announced, when they're actually coming out. And if you have us in your iTunes feed, then you know, you know you're know you not going to miss out either. Mm-hmm. The spring update to American Fantastic is probably already out by the time <sighs> this episode is released. And I gasp! Yeah, so you get to see some new photography from my other little brother, Caleb Beacham. Um, I have some new art by Jack Scali. I'm going to promote and talk a little bit more about Hip Squared in that update. Um, So if you like cool writing, cool photography, cool art, you can definitely uh, check all those things out at AmericanFantastic.com. I think everybody uh, will find a little something that they'll like in there. Uh, And a little preview of what's coming up. Um, I have some more audio equipment up myself, and I'm hoping to begin producing independently, but audiobook versions of my stories. So if you don't have the time to actually dig in and read uh, on your computer, on your smartphone, or a physical book, Um, Hopefully soon, very soon, you'll be able to have my voice in your ears Mm -hmm. uh, reading my stories to you. So Mm -hmm. definitely be on the lookout for that. And I'll make more announcements as that actually materializes. There we go. Um, And, of course, uh, we want to thank our excellent producer, Mayplex Monk. Thanks, Maple. And if you want to check out more of his stuff, you can go to mayplexmonk.com. He's also (laughs) (laughs) adding in the air horns. Uh, Thank you very much. And you can also, like... um, Mayplex uh, Monk on Facebook as well if you want to follow more about uh, what he's doing. We want to thank com for the intro and outro Mm -hmm. music. And um, last but not least, if you would like to support uh, American Fantastic and especially Hip Squared, uh, you can become a member of American Fantastic on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So if you like this podcast, uh, just think of it um, as putting a little bit of money in the tip jar afterward. And that'll just kind of help us grow and do more and spend more time doing this, doing the stuff that we love. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Troy, is there anything I forgot?
1: No, I think we're good, man.
0: All right. We'll check you guys out next time. Toodles. Toodles. Toodles.